Hello again. Last week when I was writing about bipolar disorder and chronic kidney disease, I mentioned nephrogenic diabetes insipidus. During the week I realized how little I know about that. Let's start by going back and reviewing what I wrote last week. What is nephrogenic diabetes insipidus? The most common problem from taking lithium is a form of diabetes due to kidney damage called nephrogenic diabetes insipidus. This type of diabetes is different than diabetes mellitus caused by high blood sugar. In nephrogenic diabetes insipidus, the kidneys cannot respond to antidiuretic hormone, ADH, a chemical messenger that controls fluid balance. This results in greater than normal urine output and excessive thirst. It can be hard to treat nephrogenic diabetes insipidus. Frankly, that's not enough information for me, although it's pretty clear. Former English teacher here. Let's take a look at the words themselves. Keep in mind, this is what I learned along the years. Nephro equals kidneys. Genic equals beginning in. So we know this disease begins in the kidneys. And diabetes? According to Michigan State University at https colon slash 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 news slash how underscore diabetes underscore god underscore its underscore name. The ancient Greek word for diabetes means, passing though, a large discharge of urine. The meaning is associated with frequent urination, which is a symptom of diabetes. And finally insipidus. I found myself turning to Wikipedia at https colon slash slash n.wikipedia.org slash wiki slash diabetes underscore insipidus hash colon tilde colon text equals insipidus percent 20 comes percent 20 from percent 20 Latin percent 20 language or percent 20 zest percent 3b percent 20 not percent 20 tasty for help with this. Insipidus comes from Latin language insipidus, tasteless, from Latin, in not plus sapidus tasty from sapere have a taste, the full meaning is lacking flavor or zest, not tasty. This one I didn't quite get. Back to the above link to figure out what tasteless has to do with this disease. Application of this name to DI arose from the fact that diabetes insipidus does not cause glycosuria, excretion of glucose into the urine. Ah, so the urine is not sweet. Reminder, diabetes can be diagnosed by the doctor tasting the urine. While this was more common in the 1600s, I have read about doctors tasting urine for diabetes more recently and even currently. If the urine is sweet, diabetes is present. This is interesting. I've never considered a form of diabetes that didn't deal with blood glucose, which may also be called blood sugar, so sweet. Of course, I then began to wonder if taking lithium was the only way to develop this disease. The Mayo Clinic at https colon slash slash www.mayoclinic.org slash diseases conditions slash diabetes insipidus slash symptoms causes slash sig 20351269 hash colon tilde colon text equals nephrogenic percent 20 diabetes percent 20 insipidus percent 20 occurs percent 20 when or percent 28 percent 20 chronic percent 20 kidney percent 20 disorder was quite a bit of help here. Nephrogenic diabetes insipidus occurs when there's a defect in the kidney tubules, the structures in your kidneys that cause water to be excreted or reabsorbed. This defect makes your kidneys unable to properly respond to ADH. The defect may be due to an inherited, genetic, disorder or a chronic kidney disorder. Certain drugs, such as lithium or antiviral medications such as foscarnate, foscovir, also can cause nephrogenic diabetes insipidus. This is a lot of new information to understand unless we get more help. 
Let's take a look at kidney tubules now. I turn to my old favorite healthline at https colon slash slash www.healthline.com slash health slash human body map slash kidney hash nephrons and found the following. Each tubule has several parts. Proximal convoluted tubule. This section absorbs water, sodium, and glucose back into the blood. Loop of Henel. This section further absorbs potassium, chloride, and sodium into the blood. Distal convoluted tubule. This section absorbs more sodium into the blood and takes in potassium and acid. By the time fluid reaches the end of the tubule, it's diluted and filled with urea. Urea is byproduct of protein metabolism that's released in urine. That makes sense, but what about this ADH? What is that? My Health Alberta CA at https colon slash slash myhealth.alberta.ca slash health slash pages slash conditions dot asks. Quit equals HW211268 tells us. Antidiuretic hormone, ADH, is a chemical produced in the brain that causes the kidneys to release less water, decreasing the amount of urine produced. A high ADH level causes the body to produce less urine. A low level results in greater urine production. Normally, the amount of ADH in the body is higher during the night. This helps prevent urination while you are sleeping. But if the levels of ADH remain low during the night, the body will produce large amounts of urine, so urination during the night is more likely. We know how you can develop nephrogenic diabetes insipidus, but how do you treat it once you've been diagnosed? WebMD at https colon slash slash www.webmd.com slash diabetes slash guide slash nephrogenic diabetes insipidus symptoms causes and treatments offers us the following. If a drug like lithium is responsible, switching medicines might improve nephrogenic diabetes insipidus. Most adults with nephrogenic diabetes insipidus are able to keep up with fluid losses by drinking water. For some people, though, the symptoms of near-constant thirst and urination can become intolerable. Some treatments can reduce the symptoms of nephrogenic diabetes insipidus, at least somewhat. Diet. A low-salt, low-protein diet reduces urine output. Nonsteroidal anti-inflammatory drugs, NSAIDs, like ibuprofen, Motrin, indomethacin, indocin, and naproxen, naproxen, also can reduce urination. Gail here, but as CKD patients, we can't take NSAIDs. Diuretics. It might seem paradoxical, but water pills like hydrochlorothiazide and amylaride can ease excessive urination from nephrogenic diabetes insipidus. All adults and children with nephrogenic diabetes insipidus should take frequent bathroom breaks. This helps to avoid overdistending the bladder, which can cause long-term problems, though rarely. The most important treatment for nephrogenic diabetes insipidus is to ensure constant access to lots of water. Not keeping up with fluid losses can lead to dehydration or electrolyte imbalances, which can sometimes be severe. Seek medical help if symptoms don't improve after rehydrating, eating fresh fruit, and taking a multivitamin. Now, the biggie. Is this rare disease curable? Unfortunately it isn't, although. For individuals with acquired NDI treating the underlying cause, for example, correcting metabolic imbalances or discontinuing drug use, can reverse the kidney's resistance to vasopressin. Gail here again, vasopressin is another name for ADH as far as I can tell, however, this reversal may take weeks. In some cases caused by the use of drugs such as lithium, it may take years for the kidneys to respond to vasopressin again or it can become irreversible.
Thank you to National Organization for Rare Diseases, NORD, at https colon slash slash rarediseases.org slash rare diseases slash nephrogenic diabetes insipidus slash for the above information. I feel like I've been down the rabbit hole with Alice with all this new information about a rare disease that your already existing kidney disease may cause. Hopefully, you won't be one of its victims. Until next week. Keep living your life.